Today I would like to talk about standing strong in the face of adversity. And by and large, what I'm going to be doing is throwing out life jackets of hope in the sea of despair. Life jackets of hope in the sea of despair. Last week we talked about soldiers. You know, as soldiers, we are to stand strong against the enemy of our souls, our families, our personal lives, our assignments, and our mission. Notice these words the scripture uses that we are called to. We are called to fight, resist, overcome, stand strong, believe, run, press, guard, keep. All indicators of opposition. Opposition. But when it says, what shall we say to these things? It means simply no matter what circumstances life throws at us, what difficulties beset us on our earthly work, God in his grace gathers up each situation using it for our or your benefits and his glory. Thank you, Jesus. You and I both know that from the beginning, Satan has always wanted to interrupt. We notice it in the Garden of Eden, challenging God's Word, challenging God's people. Yes, you know, it's, it's one of those aspects where he goes ahead and, and, and tries to question God's Word. He will manipulate God's Word with the purpose of trying to seduce God's children. Yes, even though the Christian life has a lot of conflict, the Bible does not paint a bleak picture by painting out a Christian's conflict, but it points out victory in spite of the conflict. It's important. We can be consumed by the conflict, you know, and miss the idea is victory. We will take our lessons from the life of Nehemiah. You're familiar with him. You've no doubt studied him thoroughly. But Nehemiah was an ordinary guy. He was a servant, a cupbearer. Yes. And he was given an extraordinary task to do. He heard about a plight, a situation of his people. They were a thousand miles away, but he recognized and heard that their city had been destroyed. 
And his heart was breaking for his people. He realized that someone has to go do something. And he says, you know, it might as well be me. It might as well be me. He went ahead and got the king's approval. He even acquired supplies. But when he got there, in his commission, in his assignment, he encountered opposition. Think about it. Getting the king's approval, that's a pretty big ordeal, isn't it? Getting a letter that along the way there would be supplies, which would have been timbers in that case. And yet, when he arrives at the point of his assignment, he faces opposition. A fascinating story, really. A spiritual journey of an ordinary guy who believed that God could use him to do something that hadn't been done before. Have you considered that this COVID pandemic has done something that wars, depressions, and natural disasters have not been able to do? And that is to shut down houses of worship. Mm -hmm. Shutting down places of worship. But well, we've learned from, from Nehemiah some lessons, and I hope that they will be hope to you as you apply them. Number one, anytime God leads you, prompts you to do something meaningful to make a difference. You need to be ready for opposition. You must not be surprised by obstacles. Nehemiah discovered the kind of opposition that he uses. Paul said that we're not ignorant of his devices. In other words, he hasn't thrown us a curve. Threats and intimidation. Discouragement. In exhaustion. 
negativism. And he uses fear. And he uses people. It's not uncommon to encounter spiritual resistance when you arrive at your workstation. He wants to slow the work down if he can't, you know, stop the work completely. It's nothing new. The serpent came to resist Adam and Eve and distract them from God's will. Moses had to deal with Pharaoh. David had a Goliath in his path. Jesus had Herod, the Pharisees, Jewish leaders, Judas, the devil, demons and haters. And this man, Nehemiah, had Sanballat and Tobiah. You see, whenever the work goes down, opposition shows up. Whether it's on a personal level, family level, community level, national level, or a world level. See, there are things against us. Yeah. For if God be for us, who can be against us? Notice what happened when Nehemiah arrived at his workstation. It says they laughed. They despised. And they also twisted the purpose. He was there just to help his brethren. And they twisted it so that you're there to rebel against the king. We are not ignorant of his devices. But Nehemiah gives us some, you know, what to do. And the first thing I want to mention to us is his response was, stand together. Chapter 3, 7 and 8. And he begins to tell how the families were placed next to this family and that family and that family. All in particular places in the workstation for the same mission. Standing together. Build a relational bridge. That's what love does. See, yes, 
We are supposed to have social distancing, but we are not supposed to have relational distancing. Somebody give the Lord a praise this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. We may at times have to be separated, but we must stick together. You wonder what's happening when you take a step of faith and then all of a sudden the enemy pushes back. You make a decision for commitment. You make a decision in a given area. And it seems like everything starts to go against the decision that you made. Whenever you advance something, you invite opposition. Because the devil, he doesn't want you to be successful. You see, the moment that you step out and try to honor God, Flags go up all over hell. Demons are released to go and stop you from doing what God put in your heart. We need to live so that hell knows our name. This is one day the apostles doing the miracles and there were those that wanted to do that likewise. And the scripture specifically points out the sons of Sceva. And they come along and they want to cast out demons. And, you know, they want to do what the apostles are doing. And hell said, I don't know who you are. But I know who Jesus is, and I knew who Paul is. I think we need to live like... So hell knows our name. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Oh, blessed his holy name. I encourage you today that it's the norm. You want to move for Jesus, the enemy will move against you. That's not to scare us off. Not at all. You see, the greater the opposition, the greater the opportunity for God to fight for you. The worse the report, the greater the testimony. Oh, 
Oh, yes. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Fight like you're a winner. Fight like God's on your side. Because he is. <laughs> Hallelujah. Last week when we talked about the soldier, we said, we said one of the first things a soldier does is when it digs a foxhole, it digs it big enough for two. You need a big foxhole. God before us, who can be against us? You no doubt have experienced that. Another thing that we learn from Nehemiah is don't respond to your critics. Most of the time, you don't respond to the critics and the naysayers. When you respond, you just simply validate and you give them a platform. Nehemiah says, can't come down and talk about it. I got work to do. Now, it's pretty quiet on that one. You consume a lot of time, a lot of energy. Your blood pressure is going to go up. Your anxiety is going to be at an all-time high. And no work will get done. You don't try to convince your critics. You let the work convince your critics. Or silence would be a better word. Now, I said that most of the time. I didn't say all of the time. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. When you step out, opposition steps in. Nehemiah gives us another position that we need to take in the face of opposition we need to pray to God and get back to work chapter 4 9 and 13 we prayed to our God and then we positioned men I set the people according to their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. And they had a trowel in their hand as they built the wall. 
Nehemiah says that you have to be both spiritual and practical. How many know that this sanctuary restoration took more than prayer? It took a lot of practical. A lot of practical. Oh, hallelujah. You see, Nehemiah did this. He prayed as if everything depended on God, and then he worked as if everything depended upon him. The voice of external opposition can only be as loud to you as your internal insecurities allow them to be. Let me say it again. External opposition will only be as loud that is to you, as your internal insecurities allow it to be. I love it. Jesus just cut, you know, the words of Satan off. Remember when he, when he you know, wanted to converse with him? Sorry, no conversation. Oh, how rude. Well, there's a time to be rude. <laughs> oh, yes. So we prayed like everything depended on God and he worked like everything depended on him. He went ahead and he helped the people to refocus because, you know what I mean? Boy, oh boy, it's... What about this Nehemiah? Is he doing it right? He got them to refocus on God and, and on the job and help them not to get distracted. He said, do not be afraid. Remember the Lord, great and awesome. Fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. Oh, hallelujah. Our mission, our assignment is never just for ourselves. that the blessings of Abraham might come on you know, the Gentiles. God's got blessings. 
that he wants to come to the unbeliever. According to Second Chronicles, this is the Lord's battle. Focus on what God says, not on what they say. Because I say it again. The greater the oppor opposition, the greater the opportunity. The worse the report, the greater the testimony. Hallelujah. Keep on fighting. Keep on fighting. First John, I asked my physicians to come this morning. What shall we say to these things? What shall we say to these things? If God before us, who can be against us he's not saying they won't be against us there's a story about a aged lion and in in that story the, the onlookers were awed, fearful, afraid. And the keeper, it was time to feed this lion. And so he throws, of course, out this red meat for the lion to attack. And lo and behold, when he comes up to it, starts chewing on it, he wasn't able to consume it. He didn't tear into it, he just gummed it. Why? He was toothless. He was toothless. Jesus said, all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. All. God's planned well, hasn't he? 
1 John 4 and 4. You are of God. Somebody say, hallelujah. <laughs> really? You are of God, little children. And have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. Paul said we do not yet see all things put under him we don't have all the evidence but we do have the declaration and that is he has put everything under his feet and the father said to Jesus I want you to sit there. He's finished his work until he has put all things under your feet. God's in the process, church. I'm living and you're living, you know, is being part of God's process. Proverbs 10, 25. When the storm has swept by, the wicked are gone, but the righteous stand forever. Oh, I just happen to believe that. Closing with this. Expect good to come from the challenge. Remember that life is meant for living. Get on with life. Hallelujah. You have to taste the sour to appreciate the sweet. Keep clarity of purpose. Because when you find clarity, you will find courage. Oh, hallelujah. Turn your wounds into wisdom. And turn times and adversity into stepping stones upward. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Last but not least, to overcome 
adversity, avoid isolation. Two are better than one. And a threefold cord is not easily broken. Every one of those will help you and I float, as it were, in the sea of despair. Stand with me this morning. The old, old song. Onward, Christian soldiers, marching as to war with the cross of Jesus. Woo! Leading as before. Paul said, I will take my stand. I will be fortified by the cross. God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. When the mutter, mutter, when the butter melts down, <laughs> the cross still stands. It does, church. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. What do you believe in God for? And what are you doing with that belief? a song oh hallelujah you and I are conquerors today opposition is normal hallelujah it's normal you're going to be a Christian and effective on opposition is Normal. I'm not saying you have to like it, but it's normal. It's normal. Hallelujah. Amen. Ah, praise God. Don't. Let me read that. Proverbs 10:25 again. When the storm has swept by. The wicked are gone, but the righteous stand firm forever. Go with God and live like God's friend.